calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello again, it's the IGN UK podcast. Thought I'd start off a little bit low-key. I'm feeling chilled out. Matt, are you feeling chilled? Uh, yeah, you're not loose this week. I'm loose, I'm just chilled loose. Like, <laughs> you know, like you know, like a, an ice cube that's melted loose. I'm, I'm liquid. I see. Yeah, Great. Uh, Emma, you're back, you've been allowed back. How's I'm, that feel? Yeah, I'm very happy to be allowed back. I'm ready to let loose with the lads as well. Fully <laughs> oh, prepared. Amazing. Are you feeling cool like an ice cube or loose like a melted ice cube? Or maybe somewhere in between? I think I'm going to go melted ice cube right now. Yeah. Still a bit warm. Very good. Maybe by the end of this we'll have warmed up. We'll start evaporating into people's ears like great audio gas. Um, Wow. Anyway, (laughs) uh, we've got a few things to talk about this week. Um, We've seen a couple of films, played a bit of a game. But first, we're going to kick off with the Annapurna interactive stream that they did last night, which I was looking forward to because very rare... I'm not going to say they never miss because, you know, everyone misses. You can't you can't be 100%. But I don't think there's a more consistent publisher out there, for me anyway, than Annapurna. I tend to be interested in whatever they're doing. And we're going to talk about a few of the games, not everything they showed off last night, but a couple of new games, a couple of updates on games. And we're going to start with... The Artful Escape, which is a game, I think, was it a year or two ago? They showed a trailer off. I think they revealed it about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a musical adventure game. It's quite abstract. Still don't really know what the gameplay's like from any of the trailers. It sort <laughs> of looks like what I'd imagine if you mixed the Flight of the Concords with the Mighty Boosh and made a side-scrolling video game out of them. That's what it looks like. So- to me it's more yeah it reminds me of like almost like if terry gilliam had made Mm -hmm. like a a pink floyd concept album animated (laughs) film with a bit of beatles as well like i don't know it's pressing a lot of buttons to me and i'm very excited by it if you haven't watched the trailer for the artful escape do it because it's just just to look at and listen to it's just unbelievable and yeah it's out september 9th which is a lot sooner than i was expecting i'd kind of like I said, the last trailer they showed, I was like blown. I was like, I want to play this game. And then I've kind of forgotten about it for a long time. And they reminded me yesterday, I was like, 
I forgot this is one of my most anticipated games, and yeah, I really can't play. Most anticipated you that you've forgotten. <laughs> exactly. Like it, I, I was pleasantly surprised to be reminded of it. Um, what do you think you're doing it? Is it like a platformer, do you think? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's a lot of kind of like, I like the animation that it's got because it's almost got that slightly reminds you used to watch Angela Anaconda when you were a kid. <laughs> Yes. I oh did. my gosh. You know the kind of like because they were made out of um sort of like cutouts out of magazines, weren't they? I'm sure like mm-hmm. like they weren't actual cutouts from magazines. But you know that kind of slightly stiff limb sort of approach? Mm-hmm. As if they're kind of like pinned into cardboard backgrounds. Like he moves a bit like that. And I kind of like the idea of like that's probably quite good for the animation for like really exaggerated platforming sections, which I think would be really nice. I assume it being Anna Perna, it wouldn't be like a hardcore sort of platformer. They tend to like a little no. bit more approachability to it. Um, I just hope that it's got like lots of nice kind of music related puzzles, a bit like a segment of um, It Takes Two, which I won't necessarily point mm-hmm. out where it is because we're still not far enough out for spoilers. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of hoping like for a bit of a bit of a sayonara, Wild Hearts kind of. You're playing for an album, but that game is actually kind of challenge well not challenge it gets a little challenging at times like it yeah. isn't a casual game necessarily mm-hmm. I'm, i think maybe a more casual version of that i'm just really into it and it's on game pass xbox and pc it looks slightly and- uh more like oxen free than i expected it to because there's obviously there was those mm-hmm. um speech bubbles that reminded me a lot of kind of like um who develops oxen free what are those guys called uh after party no that's their other no game, no no that's the other that's the other Hold on. Night, night, it's night, night dive, something. Not, not, is it Night Dive oh, Studios? God. No, everyone's, Night Dive Studios. Everyone's really screaming. Oh, God. <laughs> They're really good at what they do, though. Uh, <laughs> After parties made by Night School Studio. Night that's School, one. that's it. Lots of different words combining there to make something. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of had a bit of that. I, Yeah, and only, what, five, six weeks away now, which is really good. On Game they Pass. didn't show off. Exactly. Same with uh, 12 Minutes, which they didn't actually show any of in depth at all last night but that's out in two weeks and i've been looking forward to that for ages as well and that's game pass as well i think 12th of august i think roughly yeah, around then around then um yeah can't wait for that um then we had neon white which i remember when again when this was first revealed i was like this is odd and then especially odd when you think it's the guy who made donut county it couldn't be too different from that like it's like i mean it's very different from that it's like that's what i mean like it couldn't be much more different different. yeah i used wrong words there which is a problem (laughs) when you're speaking on a podcast you want to use the right words i've not actually played donut county um neither have i but i know it's meant to be very pleasant very nice family friendly like casual game whereas this looks very like that was even what the trailer was wasn't it the narrator was the dev basically going this is edgy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which you know i mean you were saying that it? like I, I think the interesting thing that i found about that is i didn't realize it's a speed running game like the whole concept of it is a speed mm-hmm. running shooter that your guns are on a deck of cards that you pick up as you work through these very very small like that level they showed off was very very small to the point mm-hmm. that like his speed run time on it was eight seconds it's literally was like a curve that you went round um but like you obviously your weapons can be either fired like an uzi or a shotgun or something like that but you can discard them as in like discarding a card and turn it into a um a traversal power up so like 
I can't remember what they were. There was but... a ground pound one. There was a double jump. Yeah, one. like let's yeah. say you've got an Uzi, you can discard the Uzi and it makes you double jump. So it's all about chaining kind of like the your kills mm-hmm. and your movement together, which I kind of like that along with the slightly Paradise Killer art style. I think that's does exactly a lot what it reminded me. me of. Yeah, and it's also got like a dating sim element to it. It seems a mm-hmm. bit. It's got a lot going on there. I'm just yeah. I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if it's the sort of game I'll play for half an hour. Go, I get this, and then stop. I don't like. Yeah, there's something about it that's not quite clicking with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you at all interested in this one, Emma? Yeah, I think I want to try it out. I like the idea that it's all based on like cards. I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And with anything like speed running, you want to like plan your moves ahead of time right so you can get the best time so mm-hmm. it sounds like quite strategic which is quite cool and yeah the gameplay is really interesting so far like obviously that's like the best case scenario of you knowing your game and then like ace in a level um but mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm i definitely want to try it for sure i'm fascinated mm-hmm. by that if it's got a deck building element to it or whether the cards yeah. are kind of randomized because if there's a deck building element to it like you say Emma that idea of like the strategy of I know exactly what order I need my deck to be in and I build a deck that way so it's like I know that when I start the level I'll have immediately the gun that I need that in a second's time I need to discard because it'll help me leap over kind of like a chasm or something like that I'm not sure if there is that to it because I'm sure I saw input maybe there's different rules for different levels and stuff but I'm sure he was picking up cards as he was going at one point so oh you need to pick up the cards to build your deck overall right it might be that you play the campaign through once and that helps you collect your cards Mm -hmm. and then you go back yeah Yeah. i'm I'm intrigued but i'll give it a go um yeah yet to be fully convinced but i think it's definitely one of those that probably feels very good when you're Mm -hmm. playing it and as the trailer showed probably looks very good when someone really good is playing it whereas i'll probably do it really slowly and stop and just do little jumps and try and shoot people slowly uh (laughs) We'll just briefly talk about uh, No Code. If you don't know about No Code, they've made two incredible games, Observation and Stories Untold, which they kind of claimed, you know, they never went into those games trying to make horror games, although I think they're both very much horror games, which is it. I want to know what they thought they were making, but it's very good games as well. The first section of uh, Stories Untold yeah. is a it's straight scary. up haunted house. Yeah. 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 If you haven't played Stories Untold, yeah, it's. Just don't read. Don't read much about either of those games. Just trust me. They're both like 8 or 9 out of 10 games. And you should play them. They're probably quite cheap. And they're only a few hours long each. So I'd definitely do that. Um, they basically yeah, they didn't say a lot. They just said they're making their new game. It's coming. And it's they're going for a horror game this time. So who knows what we're going to expect. But I'm just looking forward to that, really. Um, another one which I know, Matt in particular. I don't know. Em- Emma, are you a cat person? Or a dog person? Or neither we know you're not a whale person i'm definitely not a whale person yeah um i like animals but i have allergies so i kind of just uh, admire them from afar okay <laughs> so, so yeah. are you interested in stray then because you'll get to play with a digital animal who will not make you sneeze everywhere yeah i'm very happy about not sneezing but yeah i think stray looks really cool like i definitely want to play as a cat with like a little tv on my back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't we all I know, Matt, this is... I'm, you, I know you're a big cat man, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, Quite literally you... wearing a t-shirt today with a cat in a space yeah. helmet. Well, there Tom we go. Brand. I've seen it. Yeah. I can confirm <laughs> this. He is not lying. Um, I remember, yeah, the original trailer for this game. 
uh, it's like everyone was like, it's a cat game, we're in. I did not expect this to be what that game is, that you're actually playing as the cat with, yeah, like a, almost like a, you have a telepathic connection to a robot who can attack things for you and stuff. I'm, I'm just very into mm-hmm. it now and it looked beautiful. Yeah, it's a, a higher budget kind of Annapurna game than I expected. Obviously, I think Annapurna kind of has like a, quite a good range of going from mm-hmm. very small scale kind of 2D things um, up to... I guess things like Ashen, which is a Dark Souls game, um, yeah. and and it runs the gamut in between, right? Whereas this kind of looks closer to that higher end of Annapurna budget. It's a lot like those environments look a lot more like not necessarily expansive, but kind of detailed than I expected them to be. There's a lot of sort of you know when you have to they show a section where the cat has to get across kind of like a flooded sort of section. There's lots of kind of bits and pieces mm-hmm. that you're kind of jumping on and. Then meeting lots of different NPCs that have got like they've got that um, like robots that have got TVs for heads so they can show you yeah, what they're, they're kind all of robots. thinking. There seems no humans. I kind of like that. Yeah, I was a bit worried. It was one of those games where you're like hiding for everything. Everyone's out to get you. I kind of like that. All the robots kind of well, there's obviously some things. I don't know what they are trying to get you, but yeah, there's you just have nice friendly moments of like playing music with a man and you want friendly moments snuggle. with a cat. If don't you're you? a cat, exactly. You don't want to. And I also want to know like how do they handle the game over screen? Because no one wants to see a cat die over and over again. Like how are they doing that? Like I don't know. So that's the thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a dog person, so I never mind. You know, like people don't get on very well with The Last of Us mm-hmm. when like the dogs die. I doesn't bother me because I don't really like dogs all that much. Um, yeah. Cats, though. You actively go out looking for dogs, don't you? Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm awful. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. the cat like start off injured as well? I think in the trailer, it's like limping along. Mm-hmm. So. I think I think I saw. That. I've only watched it once. I'm not going to lie. But I did uh, towards the end of the trailer. I was like, okay, you, you've shown me a lot here. I kind of would have liked some of that kept a bit secret. I think I don't know. There's probably a lot more to the game that we haven't seen yet, but. I'm in, I think they said early 2022. Yeah, so, I think... That one's PlayStation and PC, not Xbox. So they're all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, that one seems to have been pushed back a bit, I think, when... Because it, it was originally announced as part of the Sony presentation, wasn't it, a while back? Um, and that was, I think, was supposed to be 2021. So I think it's been pushed back a little. But that is fine. We can wait mm-hmm. for, for the cat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, here's one that I know a lot, a lot of people are very excited. Joe's not on the podcast today, so he can't speak about it, but the Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye expansion is coming. Did you play Outer Wilds or Emma? I haven't played it, actually, so I'm kind of intrigued. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's a game... It's one of those games that I definitely recommend everyone plays because it's just unique. Like, I don't think there is... Very rarely do you get a game come along that I think there is not a lot like it and that is definitely one of those um i think me and matt are on a similar page we both really appreciate it think it's like i think it's a very very clever thing i just didn't have the most fun playing it it's not i like a bit more direction in my game so i think me and matt are on the same page there I yeah i could have i just found that it, I've, it does a reasonable job with kind of giving you a set of things to work towards and that computer system mm-hmm. is quite good um i Perhaps I'm a little bit too thick for it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't Aww. say that. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I might think that. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, I'm going to. Joe isn't here, so I'm just going to say if Joe was here, he'd probably go, Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. That's the sort of thing he would say, you know, in that sort of voice where I go, <laughs> It's so good. And 
I guarantee that's exactly what he'd be saying if he was here right now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, coming. I'm, I'm very intrigued because that is a game that has a very singular narrative you play through and a very definite end, it mm-hmm. felt. So I'm very interested to see how this expansion works. Yeah. They also said, well, they said that it is, it's folded into the game. It's not yeah. a separate kind of entity. It's not a standalone or anything like that. So I guess... I suppose if you know how to play that game, you can you do it in twenty minutes? Is that the idea? Like you don't pull I things from can. run to run. I mean, yeah, I haven't looked too much. I assumed, yeah, if you had to do it, you could just do it in one run. Actually, I don't know because there might be things you have to, or you just have to know where to go. I can't quite remember. Yeah, that. it's been too long since I played it. But I guess kind of like if you know that game well enough that you finished it and you know quite a lot of the intricacies of it, I guess it becomes quite obvious what new stuff has been added. But they were very, very kind of cards to the chest on what this yeah. expansion is mm-hmm. i'm intrigued it's i don't think i'll because like i said I'm, I'm not in love with that game i appreciate it i'll, I'll definitely watch someone play it because i'm intrigued because mm-hmm. i just think yeah i just want to know what they're doing more than anything uh but yeah interested in that the last one we're going to talk about is one that you've added to the list matt which is solar ash which mm-hmm. is a game that I don't know, whenever I see it, it doesn't quite grab me. So t- tell me why I should be excited by this. I mean, so firstly, it's from the Hyperlight Drifter guys, which um, I think... My reason why I like the look of Solar Ash so much is I just think it's got an absolutely stunning art style and I think there's a kind of like an interesting of fluidity to the movement. It probably doesn't do it a huge amount of favours as it's come out so close to the the pathless which kind of has a similar yeah. kind so of... I, I didn't get on with the pathless too much, so I feel like, yeah, maybe I'm just connecting those two in my head and thinking oh it's just the pathless mm-hmm. and it's not i'm wondering if it's just a case of like some of the movement has some visual um connective tissue with the pathless but i can't imagine it being the same game um but i think the the hyperlight drifter devs have got a very good eye for visual style and flair and i think mm-hmm. that art style i really like that it's got colors that really pop I think at the mm-hmm. moment, like I really like colorful games. It's why, like Ratchet and Clank, I think is such a great yes. showcase for yeah. kind of modern TVs and modern video games consoles. Just because, like, there's so much good use of color and smart use of color. And I hope that Solar Ash has a bit of that because it's got a really striking color palette. Those kind of purples mm-hmm. and oranges. Um, really yeah, like. That. I like colors as well. Emma, what's your favorite color at the moment? <laughs> right now, I'm going to go with purple. And there's quite a bit it's of purple in the choice. trailer, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Solar Ash is now on your list, but maybe next week when you're not into purple, you'll go, hate Solar Ash. <laughs> we'll have to see. <clears throat> Who can know? Exactly. <laughs> is there um, one that, know if... that struck out to you, Emma, Like that the you came out of that thinking, that's the one for me? There's one that I'm, I'm interested in, but I'm also like slightly scared about it because... <laughs> It's uh, it's called a memoir blue, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's definitely about respecting the sea. I think if you've seen the trailer, <laughs> there's, there's jellyfish and all kinds of stuff. I'm kind of interested in that. I think it's supposed to be like quite an emotional kind of game, and um, I am scared of the sea, but they make the sea look so pretty in that trailer. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to check it out. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a VR game as far as we know, so you might be safe. Yeah. Um... So would you would you rather be in the ocean with a whale or in a room full of cats? I I think I'd still take the cats, you know, even though that's like definitely more dangerous for me. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd still take the cats. 
I'll risk mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Are you like terribly allergic? When you say it's dangerous for you, like will you collapse? Um, I would like come out in like a rash, and my breathing would probably go a bit funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. breathing. Yeah, we need yeah. to need to yeah. stop. Breathing is essential. Yeah, breathing is a good thing to have that's quite uh, in important. your locker. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's a good skill to have. Um, yeah, I feel like that's all we're going to talk about from Annapurna. I'm sorry if we didn't talk about the game that caught your eye there was that storyteller game which looks nice i don't know if i'll play much of it but i think there's a demo out now actually yeah it's on steam um, the concept is really cool i just don't know um i i wonder if there's enough kind of permutations of kind of like the titles that you have to to match yeah. um to keep it i'm interested to see what it's like i want to mm-hmm. try it yeah, yeah. yeah exactly i would recommend if you haven't watched the annapurna stream from last night i think it's only like 25 minutes long maybe half an hour max a lot of cool games in there and yeah, a lot of games that will be either free on Game Pass or very cheap. Like none of those games, are, I imagine, are over fifteen, twenty pounds. I don't know. Stray maybe. I don't. Know. Stray looks a bit higher budget, but who knows? Looking forward to those. Um, why don't we talk about some stuff we have seen and played? Um, me and Matt have both seen the Suicide Squad. Oh. Um, what would you like to know about the Suicide Squad, Emma? I guess the main thing I want to know is like, do I need to? Should I watch anything before it? Should I read up on anything before it? Like, do Absolutely I just go in completely not. fresh? Yeah, not only because oh, I'm not going down this DC uh, bad film hole again that we've found ourselves <laughs> in too many times. It's not worth it because the good thing is that this film is good. Oh, and that's, that's good. A good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. And I take much joy in saying a DC film is good because I do actually like DC comics. Um, but also importantly, it sort of stands on it, even though it has yes. some connective tissue with the previous suic- confusingly named Suicide Squad. This one is called <laughs> The Suicide Squad. The last one is just called Suicide Squad. But while there is like a couple of characters that kind of, well, three characters maybe that run over... This one is very much designed that like you don't need to know anything about the concept. It sets it all up in the first 10 minutes and then mm-hmm. just tells a story and finishes. Yeah. And finishes had... with a big bullet point. Yeah. If uh, if you're not up to date, this is James Gunn's Suicide Squad. This is the director of the Guardians films, among many other films. But that's what it'll be most known for and is what most is most relevant to this. And it is kind of pleasantly just exactly what you expect it to be i think which is a more violent more sweary guardians film yeah. essentially and i'm i enjoyed that i got maybe it's like two hours ten minutes long mm-hmm. i was maybe like i think the end drags a little but i do right. think the first like half an hour of the film is brilliant like i was having such a good time for the first 20 30 minutes i was like this is exactly what i wanted this to be and yeah um in particular john cena is just fantastic like who goes in so good in that expecting john cena to be the standout especially when you've got like like idris elba's in this film a fairly well-known heavyweight but it is john cena that's the kind of steals the show a little bit in this though they were the two standouts for me because they're always kind of having like throughout the film they're having this like one-upmanship and there's one scene in particular that i know we both love that is all about that one-upmanship and has a great payoff it's just, I think is it out. In, I think it's out today in cinemas. Isn't I it? think, yeah, it's out today in cinemas, and I believe if you are one of our US listeners, it comes to HBO Max in a couple it of weeks. Does. I think. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I it's it's got an it August date. I, I think for the for HBO Max. Yeah. So you know, but don't yeah, get it spoiled by anybody that's seen it in the cinema. <laughs> exactly. It's it's 
and it is an 18 because not only do people die in this film but they they die in in ways like they're getting blown up sliced up like you're not just yeah they're not just getting thrown off a cliff and you never see them again it does a good graphic (laughs) yeah Yeah. it does a very because it's got that sort of like late 70s early 80s kind of action film kind of both aesthetic and it's it never looks that grimy because obviously it's a modern day kind of superhero studio film but like the fonts that are used and some of kind of like the locations have also got like a vietnam-y kind of vibe to it Mm -hmm. so there is that kind of old school action vibe that he's going for um so yeah there's and it's called the suicide squad right it's literally about a team of supervillains that are sent out on missions that they are completely expendable and quite it was one of those you know when it was first announced and they announced it it got like 40 characters in it and i didn't know who any of them were like (laughs) there is a reason why they've got that many characters in it and it is so they can kill quite a few of them off yeah, I don't think that's a spoiler for anyone that people no. will die in the film called The Suicide Squad. Um, I think that's and, fair in particular, game. <laughs> like I said that John Cena was great. The surprises for me was that Polka Dot Man, I thought it'd be a great little novelty for mm-hmm. a bit. Actually, very good. Uh, David, Ma- is it David ba- Ma- Mastouchen? Mm-hmm. I can never say his name. Yeah. The two but, um, dumb characters in that, which is Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher 2, were probably the yeah. two, two favourites in it. But, yeah, genuinely, this is going to sound mad. Ratcatcher 2 brings so much heart to that film. (laughs) It's a lady that that has the ability, that has a pet rat, basically. Like, that's her deal, who dresses up like she's some sort of modern day plague doctor, and yet Mm -hmm. genuinely has a a real sense of, you say, heart and kind of personality to that. I Mm think it's, so I went in expecting this to be dreadful because (laughs) I hate, I hate that first film with so much passion. I I despise it. Um, and nothing about the trailers have managed to win me over, I think partially because very, very few of these characters are well-known. Like, you've got mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, who's basically the only known sort of personality And she's arguably this. the weakest link in all of it for me. I didn't like her scenes particularly. She's... she Her story runs quite separate from the rest mm. of the, the film for quite a distinct thing, and I think it does feel a little bit like she's in there because she needs to be because she's so well known as a front face for um for the yeah. suicide squad but i think it in the same way that james gunn did this really good thing with guardians of the galaxy where nobody knew who the guardians of the galaxy were like not even big marvel fans had read that much guardian stuff there weren't that many mm-hmm. comics and then he takes these unknown characters and really imbues them each with personality and each with character arcs and stuff like that I think that's what James Gunn's very good at, and he does it again here. Like these are mostly characters that you've probably not read comics in, because they're all very C tier kind of characters, and gives them all like all of them have character arcs, and all of them have really distinct personalities that make them, if not necessarily likable, because we are talking about supervillains here that are murderers and, and bombers and GBH mm-hmm. and all of that. You know, they're not nice people, but they all have something that's, I think, quite worth adding to this film. And it yeah. means that because they've got personality, I like the last act a lot more than you, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's act two that is its suffering point. I think that's a bit of a low. But I really like what it goes for at the end. And part of that is because the characters have been built quite well by that point. And I think because they start to bounce off each other and have kind of like um, arguments with each other, I think that works because they've been built up quite well over the you know preceding hour. 
So I think it does, yeah, I really was genuinely surprised that, that I liked it so much. Yeah, and it's just nice to be back in the cinema as well in mm-hmm. a big IMAX screen. I'm just, yeah, I hope people get to do that again safely, I may add, that you mm-hmm. may get to do that. And we had Peter Capel, the intro of the film as well, yeah. which is always a treat. Mm-hmm. Always nice. you, were, you were overjoyed, weren't you? The Doctor kept nudging you mm-hmm. like, that's Doctor <laughs> Who, it's Doctor Who. It is. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't looking um, like he was doing some, some doctoring, but... No, I would much prefer if he was doing this thick a bit thing and just walked out and swore at everyone. That would have been that would have been good. Uh, but yeah, had a good time. I think people mm-hmm. will have a good time watching this film. Sounds it is a good, good film to go. Yeah, and it is good for a cinema as well. There's lots of loud music and just it looks nice and it's just a fun time. I think there are maybe a few too many, as the kids say, needle drops. There are. Like, I know yeah. he it, likes he likes that putting a noise. It works better in Guardians, I think, especially as. For this, he's gone for his deep cuts of here's the rock music I liked growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is, yeah. I think the thing is it works for Guardians because it's sort of tied into the narrative that Peter Quill's obsessed with, like, this mm-hmm. 80s cassette that he was given as a child, whereas there's not really the link here, so I don't think it's quite as earned. Yeah, but I liked it. Uh, are you going to go see it, Emma? I want to see it, but I haven't got my second vaccine yet, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, mm-hmm. kind of waiting but i get that soon so maybe after but i love idris elba so Mm -hmm. i kind of just wanted to see it just for him anyway so like Mm -hmm. the fact that it's actually good good as well is great (laughs) exactly and i didn't know a lot about his character at all going in but he has some of the coolest like superhero or supervillain armor i've ever seen like his just his mask in particular is very cool it's like a black visor with almost like gold teeth Mm -hmm. it's very cool his guns are really cool as well like i've not and this, I wonder, is a case of, is this a James Gunn thing? Because I don't know what um, Bloodsport, who that's the character, yeah. is like in the comics. I've just never read anything with him in. But whether those like multi-configuration guns are something that are in the comics, or that feels quite like Peter Quill's like elemental blasters, which mm-hmm. again have got... Like, they don't transform, but the fact that they've kind of got that slightly gadgety sort of look to them... I wonder if it's just James Gunn really fucking likes weird guns and needs to get a character in with them. Who can blame him? His name's James Gunn. Of yes, course this he is does. True. I mean, yeah. Um, now it's Matt. You've seen another film. God, God, have you been seeing films? All the um, movies. Exactly. I mean, too many. If anything, no, I don't know about that. Um, Jungle two Cruise. Films. <laughs> yeah, two, you've been to. You've, you've you've seen two films in a, as many weeks. You mad mm-hmm. man. Um, Jungle Cruise. When does that actually come out here? I think it might be out today. Let's, let's have a look. Is it today? Both that and Jungle Suicide Squad Cruise. in the same day. And it's on uh, Disney Plus as well, I think. With it that is a Disney Plus premiere, isn't right. it? Right. Mm-hmm. So apparently I was... it came out on the 28th of July in France, if you're one of our French listeners that I'm not sure we even have. Oh, we definitely have at least four. Um, Bonjour. Yeah. Bonjour. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> know you I could know. speak French. Wow. That's unbelievable. Um... This film, Matt, I my plan with this film was, it is on is is in cinemas. It is on Disney Premier Access. My plan was maybe in a few months when it's just on Disney Plus and I don't have to pay any extra for it, I'll sit down and watch it. Is that that's exactly the right, the right track that you should be on? Uh, it sounds all right though, from what you saw. It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. It's one of these where so if you don't know what the premise is, is Jungle Cruise is a ride in the Disney theme parks. 
um, where you get on a little boat and they take you around a jungle on a river and there's like a mm-hmm. skipper on the front of the boat that tells you all sorts of things about what you're seeing. And there are obviously loads of animatronics of kind of like um, different animals and people in the jungle and stuff like that. Um, so Jungle Cruise is like Pirates of the Caribbean is an interpretation of that into a movie with an actual plot. Uh that plot is apparently the mummy (laughs) sort of the (laughs) mummy um mixed with a bit of uncharted um to me that sounds very good i mean yeah yeah what what, where's the downside i know what one downside for me matt is mm -hmm. that jack whitehall is in this film jack whitehall is in this film so the downside to that like i just think it's quite derivative to the point that you feel like you've watched this film about eight times before um that's not to say it's not fun i just think it's just like nice it's just nice Mm -hmm. which is if you're paying 20 quid on disney plus premiere you want more than it's just nice um but it's it's got that sort of tone that you'd sit down and watch this with like your mum and dad at christmas it's got absolutely that written all over it but the basic premise is is that emily blunt is uh, a scientist but it's set in like 1919 i think so at a time when women should not be scientists they should be at home making bread um obviously <laughs> a disastrous let's clip that out and uh, just post it as matt's views on the world uh, obviously a disastrous <laughs> viewpoint from a time less civilized no, we're cutting that bit out <laughs> um but she manages to bring like her scientific ideas into the world of science by using her brother jack whitehall who is kind of this quite bumbling man that doesn't really understand any of this science, but will try and deliver it to scientific mm-hmm. peers. Um, Emily Blunt wants to go to uh, into the jungle to find a flower that will cure all ills. Um, and okay. so goes into the jungle where she hires a boat, as in the boats from the Disney ride, that has a skipper played by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Of course, of course. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's gotta be like a minimum like amount of fun you're having if you have emily blunt and Dwayne yeah, johnson they're, like they're just good together having like a back and forth yeah like it's gonna it's gotta be at least good fun i mean i mean i'm into it like i said it's to me like a sunday afternoon if it's on mm-hmm. i'll put it on sort of thing yeah um yeah i'm, I'm kind of yeah i'm interested mm-hmm. i i've never actually been on the jungle cruise right i think that must be only in the u.s Mars. i don't think it's, it's in, in the paris every one. one no i don't because yeah. i've been to paris I mean, years ago now, I was a kid, but yeah. that had got the. There's the one with the massive, like, three decker boat that you can go around yeah, yeah. Um, there. It's the Indiana Jones ride when I was there with the, the minecarts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, not actual Jungle Cruise. What What is your favorite? Like, let's get everyone's favorite Disney ride. Have you got a favorite Disney ride? Um, it used to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Probably, probably it, still would be. I'm not into I roller coasters, so. That's I think Haunted enough. Mansion's very good, though, as well. I was so, going to say Haunted Mansion, actually. Do you want my Disneyland yeah. story from when I was a kid? Oh, go here on. we go. That's the I story. do actually like... So I'm not... A, I was just following this up. My other favourite is Thunder Mountain. I'm not a roller coaster person. That's sort of my limit Fucking on... big Thunder Mountain. It looks like it's terrifying. It's not that bad. That's my limit on roller coasters. You don't go upside down or anything. Right. That's my, like, I don't like going upside down mm-hmm. or too quick. So I'm not doing Space Mountain or anything. Right. Um, so... It's not for me. I but really yeah, don't talk like about the time you um you I don't yeah. know got terrified. At... So I really don't <laughs> like roller coasters, right? But I think kind of like I was taken to Disneyland when I was seven, and my mum took mm-hmm. me on the large premise of that like 
because there'd be something Toy Story. Turned out yeah. when I was seven, they hadn't built a lot of the Toy Story stuff. So there oh, was literally the Buzz Lightyear shooting oh. one is so good. No, as well. they'd not got that. They'd literally just got Pizza Planet. And when I was a kid, I didn't like pizza, so it was all a right. That is an awful, awful eating establishment. As well. <laughs> so <it>? bad. <laughs> but <laughs> the first ride that we went on when we got to Disneyland was the Tower of Terror, which is obviously like the haunted house thing, and. The first thing they do is they pile you into a lift and then they do the feeling of the lift having the floor drop below you and you all fall down the lift shaft. And that scared the life out of me so much that I just cried and cried and cried. And then they obviously put you on the ghost train that runs you around the house. That's not particularly that scary. I was still crying because I couldn't deal with the lift. So then they had then my mum had to take me out and put me on the three-decker thing that goes around Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, um, yeah. Just so I calmed down. Just the big steamboat. Yeah. So you spent steamboat. all day on the steamboat. Spent like, <laughs> nice. I mean, it felt like at the time I had to spend two hours on the steamboat. It was probably fifteen minutes, but I'm pretty sure the the lift bit in the haunted mansion is just it slowly goes down as the walls go up. Or are well, we thinking Tower Terror yeah. is like a that's, that's an a extreme ride, drop, right? Like, yeah. and it can drop any number of times, and you don't know how many times it's yeah, going to drop not, until not, it happens. I'm not doing that. Um, I yeah, not for me. Have you ever been to Universal in LA? Yes, I've been to that one. Have you done the Simpsons ride? I've not done the Simpsons ride. I did the Harry Potter ride, which was I didn't realize it was a ride Mm because you go into Hogwarts, and I thought it was just like you were having a tour around Hogwarts. Didn't realize it was in a queue for a ride. Got a little bit panicked, but when I was on it, it was fine. That tips you upside. Well, almost upside down. I don't down. know if you go up, kind of, yeah. It feels like you're going upside down. It's you're like kind a of 60 degree back, angle, you? I think, yeah. that you go I, I, I almost kicked Aragog in the face. Um, <laughs> but wow. yeah, that's a The bit yeah, where the Dementors turn up is quite freaky. I thought yeah, they did it very, very well, but that was like my limit. That not being able mm-hmm. to feel where my feet were and the constant <laughs> rocking of backwards and forwards was a bit much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt yeah. so sick on that ride. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like I get motion sickness, and I was like, "Oh, this will be fine." But I like roller coasters, so it's okay. kind of weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah, but I went on that. I felt so ill afterwards. <laughs> oh my god! I, I feel sorry for you, Emma. You, you don't like the sea. You can't go near animals. You get motion sick. Bad I mean, times do you just, what, what can you do? <laughs> just sit at home and play games. <laughs> well, yeah, not VR ones though. No, oh, well, it's just if I take like travel sick pills. Sometimes it's fine. Yeah. It depends. It depends on the actual game. If it's like, like Half Life Alex, they had a lot of sort of like accessibility options. So it was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's you know I can deal with this without feeling too bad if I sort of play it in, I don't know, like thirty minute intervals. But mm-hmm. I tried playing yeah. Doom VFR, and there's oh, a part no. in that where you're in a lift and you like I think even go up or down, and I nearly fell over because it was just like oh, the moving in a lift with a vr headset on just doesn't make any sense to my brain so yeah yeah i got i got i got almost motion sick watching the suicide squad the other day i'm just not used to being like especially that imat scene imat screen in cinema i think it might be the biggest i, I think don't it's think bigger it's a, than the bfi one. is it bigger I, than the bfi one if not it's very similar but anyway like that's as big a screen as you can really get and i haven't looked at anything bigger than my tv in almost two years <laughs> like there's a particular spinning shot near the start where they kind of weave between those characters i just had to look away for a few seconds like if i if i keep looking at this i'm gonna like i was just starting to feel dizzy i don't think that auditorium's big enough for that screen 
Oh, you're going to write a letter of yeah. uh, well, I can't write them complaint to, to Can Cinewell. you please demolish your auditorium and rebuild it and make sure it's another 20 feet deeper? Um, we were two row, what, second row from the back, back as well. Yeah. We couldn't have been much further back. And in the yeah. centre. We were in the best the seats that seats. you could reasonably get. Yeah. I still think if you can't see the entire screen in your field of vision, you have to move your head from left to mm-hmm. right to help follow a panning shot. It's like you've got it wrong. <laughs> Exactly, and they also like at these screens. They give you like a little free bit of popcorn, like a little box, and a little free water as well. And they sign about, but because we're trying to be friendly to the planet, the water is in like a little carton, like a little <laughs> like you'd get, um, you know, like an old like fruit juice carton when you went to school, but full of water. And to me, it's really weird having water in a car. And the sign about that freaks me out. I don't like it. I've been like to screenings where water. you get water in a can, and that. Like, yeah. I'm not complaining, but it's like, it is a bit odd, like, getting water in a vessel that looks like you're going to get a beer out of it. Well, especially weird when you open a can of drink and it doesn't fizz. Like, mm. I expect a can to fizz. Yeah. That's just how I live my life. Yeah. Did it taste What's your different as well? It tastes different in, it like, does. A, like, it's like Coke tastes different in a glass bottle, right? It like, does. It tastes so good. It does. I mean, Coke always <laughs> tastes good. But, uh... Yeah, and I can't stand sparkling water. So if it turns out it is sparkling, I'm just you know I'm leaving basically. I'm I'm storming out. I'm, wow. I'm not. I'm not a diva. Uh, <laughs> got one more thing to talk about before we uh, get onto the endless search, and that is the Ascent, which came out yesterday on Game Pass. Have you had a chance to play it all yet, Emma? I haven't. I've seen gameplay of it, but I haven't tried. Are you it You're looking myself? forward to trying it. Yeah. Is it your sort of game? Not usually, to be honest, but. I'm interested enough I want to try it, for sure. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. It's definitely interesting. I think, so me and Matt played maybe an hour and a half, two hours last night. Um, if you don't know what The Ascent is, it is a twin-stick shooter, cyberpunk, Diablo-like game. So it's a, if you know what Diablo is, it's so hard to explain <laughs> these like established things, isn't it? It's a twin-stick shooter that has a lot of gear you pick up, a lot of looting to do. And it also has a lot of RPG elements, so it's kind of doing a bit of the cyberpunk thing as well. That's where it kind of falls down a little bit, but we'll start with the positives, which is it's a very beautiful game. It's so nice to look at and sounds very good. Like their sense of place, we were saying, Matt, last Mm -hmm. night, is very, very good. For a small studio, you know, it's published by Curve. It's a small studio out of, where did you say? Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Um They've created this cyberpunk world that is, it's got that very 2000 AD, you're in a giant, huge, Mm. uh, like, skyscraper that's basically a city within a building. Um, And you can see out, like, over the railings and just look, these huge, like, plunging vistas that they make, which, considering it's an isometric game, which isn't always the best perspective for understanding, like, depth and kind of, like, scale... You can really see how deep this skyscraper goes like above and below where you are. And the level of detail in those shots, be it the things that you're standing in, like those levels, all the stuff that's in the background, there's just so much like filthy, grungy, neon-lit yeah. shit all over the place. <laughs> um, but like you, you were saying, Cody, about the sense of place, it does things like... One of the fast travel systems is that you have to go to like a subway station and you wait for the subway car to come along. And then when you get on it, it does like almost like a Spider-Man style thing of where the loading screen is him standing on the subway. But it's your characters stood in the subway um, carriage and you can move around still while you're doing it. Or if you're in a lift, 
the lift is the loading screen, but you can move around in it. And then you can call like taxis and stuff like that. So it has like a real sense of it's a functioning city and the way you navigate it feels like the the way that the districts connect together feel like it's a mm-hmm. functioning city within a skyscraper. So it does it's really that imp- good. Yeah. It's a really impressive like cyberpunk setting. It's and I think, you know, for all its faults, I think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that's one thing it nailed for me was that city. I, I mm-hmm. liked being in that city. I thought that also had a great sense of place. And this does too, but it also does have those kind of weird trappings that cyberpunk things kind of fall into almost that sort of immaturity like everyone's swearing all the time everyone's kind of like we had one mission that was just called our first mission was called balls deep and <laughs> the first side the first, mission was called balls and deep. the first the character we've spoken most to in the game is the first character you meet is just called poon like I, maybe that means something else to other people it's just dumb it's just so yeah. dumb <laughs> it's and I think the character creator, as I was expecting more, because you kind of can just make a man or a woman, yeah, and they just look like a human. Basically, I was like, I'm going to make them look stupid, and I made them look like John Cena in Suicide Squad. That's what I'm going. I was like, who I'm playing to as? Make it look like exactly. John Cena. And now I've picked up gear. I don't look anything like Peacemaker, but I wanted to be a weird alien. I thought you could be an alien, and yeah, I wanted this to all look different because you can play this solo, or it's up to four player co-op, and. I feel like we're both in the same place this game. Like We had a fun enough time. I could happily never play it again. Mm-hmm. But I could also happily, if you to- if you yeah just text me saying, should we play some Ascent? I'll be like, yeah, sure, let's play a couple hours of the Ascent. Yeah, it's, it's fun. The combat, I think there's a... It felt like a bit off to begin with, but as we got into it and it started to show us what the combat system actually is, and we ended up doing a lot of fights where you're in the street fighting different gangs. Um, mm-hmm. And then you realise, yes, it's a twin-stick shooter... But you actually kind of like taking cover is quite important when it starts getting when the yeah. shit really hits the fan. Um, so you can crouch and then hide behind cover. But then if you hold one of the triggers, you lift your gun up and over the um, cover. So that I think is quite cool because it gives a, like a sense of then like okay, you make use of all of these different bits of kind of architecture that are around. But also lifting the gun does different stuff. Like if there's someone hiding behind cover themselves, you lifting your gun as you run up to that cover will shoot over it and down into where they are. Mm -hmm. You can get headshots if you lift the gun just running around normally or if they're smaller enemies, you have to not have that trigger depressed so you can just shoot them at that kind of chest height. Um, But the feeling of those big fights and then like, a big thing about cyberpunk and I think very much influenced by the Judge Dredd stuff is kind of like these gang wars between different blocks within uh, a building and the fact that that impacts the civilians around you. And when you are fighting these people, there are just civilians running and like trying mm-hmm. to duck for cover. Feels quite bad when you accidentally, because it's a twin stick shooter and aiming is not the most precise thing in the world in them. When you accidentally shoot down the big elephant man that's running for oh, cover. I've, I've accidentally killed so many civilians mm-hmm. and I'm so sorry. There's not a lot I could do about it. I it's, tried. It's Sounds quite horrible. good for that sense of <laughs> cyberpunk grimness, like that. Just all of these mm-hmm. poor people, because there are just gangs yeah. and slaves everywhere that are fighting for their freedom and stuff like that. Um, if, you, if you get caught in my fire, that's just that's just how I live life. I'm mm-hmm. afraid. Like people, if you're in my way, you're in my way. I'm, yeah. I'm going to succeed. Or if you're stopped. in the way of the punch, because <laughs> you get a good punch in this that turns people yes. into like melted lava. Mm-hmm. I've I'm seen that, to... yeah. You can hit yeah, like multiple people really... at once as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's really fun, that punch. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how many different sort of upgrades and different 
like skills you can get. Cause that's the weird thing. Like normally in this sort of game, like a Borderlands or a Diablo, that are based around loot. Like you're all picking up different stuff, whereas we're all getting the exact same yeah. loot every time we pick up, which is a bit bizarre. Which means we're kind of not really specking out that differently or anything. So I'm intrigued to see where that goes. I yeah, I'd play more, but like I said, I'd happily not play again. I'm not obsessed with it, but I had enough fun. I think. With friends, like, because that is one thing. The story hasn't grabbed me at all, and I've heard from people the story is just don't don't worry about the story. Like, mm. it's just a fun like fifteen hours or so to play with friends. You should jump in with us, Emma. Come on. Yeah, that would be cool. We should I don't do know that how, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how it works. If you can just jump in, or you have to go from the start. I don't know how it works. How we'll work it up, out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's on Game Pass, so you basically, if you have Game Pass, you can try it for free. No, no harm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd great. I'd give it a loose thumbs up, a semi, a, like a, a a semi enjoyable game, maybe a good seven out of ten. I don't know. I'm only an hour and a half to two hours in, but who knows? Um, what out of ten would you give the endless search though? Me, yeah, personally, yeah, I you've think done it this week. I know. Um, today could could be a good seven or eight come on you can give yourself more credit than that i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna not hyping jump it up gun. too okay. much just, <laughs> exactly just enough yeah why don't we find out now inside it's a uk IGN crew yeah 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 on the ones and twos we got the games gonna play for you inside i've got a question for you what's at the dj we're coming through yeah yeah on the ones and twos we got the games gonna play for you inside i've got a question for you in the search. Emma, you're going to be playing against me today. Are you, are you scared? A little bit. I, I don't even know what the game you're is. You're quite good so. at these, right? So I feel like that's sort of that's that's a perception that kind of isn't that true. I, I don't think I actually win that often. I think people maybe think I'm. I don't know. I know obscure stuff. I don't know. Sometimes the obvious stuff is where I fail and I look like an idiot. So you're going to make me look like an idiot today, Matt? I don't know, but we are going to be playing <laughs> Go On Name Them. A oh, classic. Actually, a one of the one. earliest... Uh... If not the first one. It may yeah. have been the first was it the first? Because yeah. this was the, the cheese and chive uh, incident, wasn't it? <laughs> from yeah, from early on in my IGN that career. That's so, a big event. Emma, are you aware of what Go On Name Them is? Do you know the rules? I think so. Don't you say how many you think you can name? And then, like, mm-hmm. I would say it and Simon would say, oh, I think I can do more. And then it's there like, I can call you. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly it. If you are a exactly. new listener and do not know what Go On Name Them is, is I have a variety of categories here, five of them, um, of which there are a number of entries in that category. We ask who can name the most of them. And then we bet between, and when someone decides that they can't necessarily raise the bet, they can just say, go on, name them, and get the other person to commit. Mm-hmm. So. Here we go. Try... I'm nervous. I saw firsthand how Emma dispatched Alex two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm on it, we'll see. <laughs> it's it's, all, it's, it's Friday afternoon, who knows where <laughs> yeah. my brain's going to be today. It is all the categories. I've tried to pick, like categories that i don't think there'll be a particular bias to any any person on the on the team today so we've spoken recently about the suicide squad oh no in 2016 david ayer made a terrible version of the suicide squad in which there were nine members of that team 
Jesus. How Christ. many oh of gosh. the 2016 Suicide Squad members can you name? So, I have only seen the first 20 minutes of that film, mm-hmm. so I can never. I never feel comfortable saying it's bad. But the first 15 to 20 minutes I did watch were bad. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, gets worse. they do introduce the characters at that point. They so, do. So, who's bidding first here? Cardi, you can bid first. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, here's where I'm going to mix up names of different people. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm going to start with just three to start with. Just start with a low okay. three. A three. See, I was going to say three as well. Do you oh, think you can go to now, four? That's... I don't think I can. That's the thing. I haven't actually seen the movie. So... So neither of you have... Well, I guess Cardi's yeah. got one little bit off You've on got you, 20 but... minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of the names are... Uh, yeah. Do you want I don't think a few of them are in the new one, so I could... Yeah. Are you going to let me go three? Yeah, go on. Go for it. Yes. Here's where I fail completely. <laughs> okay. Harley Quinn. Yes. Joker... Is he technically part of the Suicide No, Squad? he's not. He's what? not a member of the Suicide Squad. I, but he's with them. He's not. Isn't he? No. I don't know. He's not part oh, of the Suicide that's Squad. That's annoying because I had like four more and I've blown <laughs> it on the second one. No, you uh, need to be someone that is part of Amanda Waller's Task Force X. Oh, he could have if he wanted to. But he wasn't. <laughs> he was working on his there own in that film. So See, that's exactly what I was talking about. Something obvious, and I'll embarrass myself. There we go. And there we go. So Emma, I had Rip Flag, I had Boomerang. Yeah, I had. Could have uh, had Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, <laughs> Captain Boomerang, El Diablo, Killer Croc, Enchantress, Slipknot, and Katana. I never would have remembered El Diablo in a million years. No, he's <laughs> one of the ones that makes it through like quite a lot of that film as well. Yeah, I don't know. I've, yeah, he might have made it entirely to the end. There's um. One of those gets killed in like the first ten minutes of the film. <laughs> Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, one nil to Emma. One nil to Emma. I feel like Absolutely. I'm cheating. I didn't even do anything. But that's the beauty, <laughs> that's the though, way isn't the game it? works. Exactly. Just bet them out. Anyway, mm-hmm. recently, uh, a little company known as Valve announced that they are going to be making the Steam Deck. Um, Valve better known though as a developer and releaser of video games oh they are they have released 30 video games in their time on the planet Um, not all of them were made by them some of them were made in collaboration with a few of the studios but these are games released by Valve they have to be these are 30 worldwide release because two of their games were well three maybe okay. have been released in like china or japan so not those. and these are individual games like because there's some like collections that are well right known. so a collection <laughs> that's well known that came out yeah. in a particularly bright colored box <laughs> is not it's acceptable not i need okay, to have cool. the each individual things in there but some games which might have expansions let's say each of the inspan- expansion counts to this 30 Okay, yeah. I think I might know what you're hinting at there, um, but who knows? Okay, so Emma, would you like to put your first bid in? How many of Valve's 30 games can you bring? <sighs> so you said, like, expansions count, right? So, like, would sequels count? 
Yes, sequels count. Yeah, so okay. we're not just doing franchises. So, for example, there was Valve's first game, was very well known, had a sequel later on, also had two expansion packs. <laughs> okay. Would all, all of those would count as individuals within this 30? I'm going to start off with 10. Okay. I'm going to say 10. Oh, that was going to be that was going to be my opening. Go on, Cardi. Where can we go from here? I can hear him whispering as he's <laughs> counting. <laughs> I'll go 11. 11. Emma. Maybe I could do 12. Maybe. Simon. Is that a, is that an official 12 bid? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Why not? 13. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Emma Matthews, previously at PC Gamer. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) I'm putting the pressure on. Can I do 14? Uh... I will try. Yeah, go on. 14. Simon Cardi. If there's 30, you could do half, right? (laughs) Surely. (laughs) Unbelievable pressure there. Uh, I don't know. I feel like 13 was my... That's your max. I I had 12 definite, I think, of 13. I was like risking one. So I feel like I'm going to have to let you go for 14. I feel like that's my limit. All right. The pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Half-Life. Yep. Okay, that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Um, Half-Life 2. Yep. Half-Life Alex. Yep. Counter-Strike. Yep. CSGO. Yep. Or Counter-Strike Global yep. Offensive. Yes, um, take it. We'll allow it. Portal. Mm-hmm. Portal 2. Yep. Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead 2. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dota. Yeah. Well. 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we got to get you to? 14. Yeah, what are we up yeah. to? We're at 10. Okay. One more. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe, I think I could have done it. Do you think? Put the pressure on. Oh, mm-hmm. um, artifact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is one I had. Who remembers that? that <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was around for like five minutes. Um, Counter Strike Source. Yes. I wouldn't have had that one. Uh, oh, two more. I can't remember what I've already said. Have I said Counter-Strike 1.6? No, that's, you haven't. Well, that's Counter-Strike. That's the so, first... Yeah, yeah okay, that's the oh, first one. Oh. Um, there you go. You have them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I need two more, right? Or three? Mm-hmm. Two more. Two. Oh, if only, if only there was some obvious ones. <laughs> I know, I feel like I went through them too quickly and like... I can't remember them now. Um, 
How long? How long we got here? Yeah, question. like what? Oh, uh, is it Dota Underlords? It is Dota Underlords. What? <laughs> what is that? The auto battler. I'm scrambling at this point. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, One more. Oh, I just don't want you to kick yourself. I don't want that to happen to you. I'm not sure. <laughs> Day of Defeat? Day of Defeat is, is there. That... Oh my well god. It... Oh. Okay, cool. There we go. <sighs> Didn't we... go with either Team Fortresses. Did I not say Team Fortress? Oh, oh my god. Those no. would have been easy as well. Okay, no. yeah. So, would you have counted Half-Life Episode 2 as well? I would have, yes. Came oh. out as a as a separate game it is a separate game in the steam yeah. library fair play Emma. i would not mm-hmm. i don't know what those last three games you mentioned even were so right so we've got in order <laughs> in order you 30 would have been half-life team fortress classic half-life opposing force ricochet counter-strike deathmatch classic half-life blue shift day of defeat counter-strike condition zero codename gordon counter-strike source half-life 2 half-life 2 deathmatch day of defeat source half-life 2 episode 1 and episode 2 Gary's mod. Gary's oh mod is valid. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Portal, Team Fortress 2, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, Alien Swarm, Portal 2, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, Counter-Strike Nexon Studio, which used to be called Counter-Strike Nexon Zombies, um, The Lab, Artifacts, Dota Underlords, and Half-Life Alex. Here we go. Wow. I What's can't next? believe I missed TF2. Well, That's you still disgusting. got it though, so, you know. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> look you still, you're two nil up it's all in your hands mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to go for broke now right since it's a it's an early podcast for emma and this was an early podcast trial for me there are currently that? 11 walkers oh, flavors Jesus on the Christ. market oh, in their gosh. standard walkers crisp range how many okay. can you name? Da, da, da. These are just the standard flavors. So or, to, like... to make it very clear, these are the standard flavors of the Walker's crisps, yeah. which when you open the bag and you look in, they look like crisps <sighs> that your nan gave you. No squares, no quavers, no crinkle cuts, no baked, no Doritos, <laughs> none of this. Stripping it back. Mm-hmm. Classic crisps. Uh, yeah. This meat's a bit first, isn't it? It okay. is, yes. Six. Six. Just starting off with with a loose six. I want to get the bidding going, you know. Okay. Emma. I think I'm going to have to see your six, you know. I don't know if I can do more than that. I'm really? not a walker's person, well, I'll be honest. Do you know, if I was feeling bold, I'd, I would have gone ten. Wow. Oh, Expert. That's how much I know my Chris. <laughs> Go on, Cardi, then. Um, I want six. Ready, ready salted. Yes. Also known Gee. as legendary ready salted in this current legendary, day. Legendary. There we go. Um, cheese and onion. Cheese and onions. What's there? that epic cheese and no, onion? Glorious cheese that. and onion. <laughs> um, oh, sexy salt and vinegar. Is that what Seriously, it's salt and vinegar. Uh, prawn cocktail. Supreme prawn cocktail. Now it's kind of a bit of a bit of free choice. I mean, where where am I feeling? I, like I going will with point this? out, Cardi, that um, yeah. I'll want some evidence that you're not reading this because this is in the exact order that it's on the. Uh, Those Walker's are like website. the obvious ones. Come on, <laughs> they're like the four most popular crisps, <laughs> like multi-pack <flavors>. bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, prawn cocktail is maybe my favourite, but do you know what? It would be cons- 
be contested by Worcester Sauce. Tangy Worcester oh. Sauce is there. Yeah. Um, it's between I like the I like the ones with a bit of edge, so like those yeah. and salt and vinegar. I like those. So I'm not right. huge on cheese onion and smoky bacon. Sizzling smoky bacon is there. There we go. There we Brilliant. Go. I was I was. It's beef and onions. Do they still have that one? I feel like I haven't no. seen beef and onion in no. ages. So the other ones that you could have had would have been flaming hot, puckering flaming pickled hot. onion, saucy tomato ketchup. Crispy roast chicken, or wow. love it oh, or chicken. hate it, marmite. Marmite. They what? don't even do like the barbecue one anymore. Or anything. So I, according I'm, to see, the maybe website. I am out. Of the, I couldn't have done ten at all. There wow. we go. I should have just. I should have tried it. That's <laughs> nah, fine. It's two one. You've it's still still got the advantage. Mm-hmm. It's I a will good, say, like good maybe game this. Maybe the barbecue ones are out there, and the, the website <laughs> is just a bit. I don't know. I say that I haven't seen the barbecue ones in a little while. But you know, different flavor every time you go in a shop these days. I know it's all sorts. Bananas. I think they had katsu ones recently. Katsu, yeah, katsu uh, everything these days, mm-hmm. isn't it? I'm not complaining. Good, good curry. Yeah, good, exactly. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> next round <laughs> one for Cardi. Earlier in this very podcast, we discussed a movie that's based on a ride from Disney. Oh. There have been I wish seven. I talked about this now. <laughs> there have been seven movies based on rides in Disney theme parks, including the one that we spoke about earlier that I am now purposely not using the name of. Are we counting multiples in series here? No. So the the one okay. that generated a series you can only is, have yeah, yeah. the name because okay. that is the ride. And it has to be the ride then became a film. It can't be the film is now a yeah. ride because that would be mm-hmm. mad. Yeah, yeah. Because be otherwise you park. could have Peter Pan, <laughs> couldn't you? Yeah. But there's some I'm not sure, like really old ones, like if it was a ride first. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I will, to help you with a clue, what I will say is yeah. the most recent of these came out this year. The first came out in 1997. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I know that one. Mm. I think I oh. that is one of the ones I do. Oh, putting the pressure on. Is that just a complete bluff? It is. It could Emma be. Bid first, I think. Uh, I'm just trying to put my mind around the map of the park. <laughs> what I am can I seeing? Definitely do three. Three, three to Emma. Seven, right? Mm-hmm. I had three fingers up as well. I was thinking, what is this fourth one? Uh, mm, mm. uh, four. Four. Bids really? Cardi. I don't know if I can do five. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to see it in, like, my mind. <laughs> like, which movies have I seen? Oh. Don't know. I don't know. All right, let's hear your let's hear your four. Cardi, uh, I'm interested to hear your fourth because I can't think of mine. <laughs> I might not. I might not have a fourth. I might, I might <laughs> uh, okay. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we'll go with Jungle Cruise. Yes. 
we will go. Does it count ones that are in production? Sorry, did we say that? They no, no these out. are these are ones okay. that have come out. Yeah, I said okay. the latest uh, came out in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to bend the rules, though. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Yes. What a movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> is that an Eddie Pirates Murphy joint? It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love Pirates. it. Pirates. First of the Pirates is a very... I, I haven't watched it in a long time. So I, really I am currently watching through the uh the parts of the caribbean watching films. them all why are you mm-hmm. watching them all no it's it's just something we're doing but um <laughs> some torture play, we're doing. having because we played um the parts of the caribbean um stuff for um sea of thieves so it's just like let's get going with it first one genuinely very very good the second one is actually yeah. better than i remember but quite a step down what's, not looking forward to getting to three what's the name of the um most recent wasn't it like Salazar's? I didn't see that one. The Salazar's one with, the most recent one. Yeah, the one with um, Thingy from Skyfall in and No Country for Old Men. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. That's mm. it. Trying to buy myself as much time possible. <laughs> <laughs> if I could care less about that film. Uh, oh, I never saw it. It's, it's sprung. It sprung up in my mind. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is yes. Oh. That's technically a whole section. Is that even a ride? It's a whole it, section. It, it's considered yeah. like because all of the set pieces in it, I think, are based on rides that are from Tomorrowland. I actually have a soft spot for Tomorrowland. I, I think the visual it. style of it is the great. Trailers. Yeah, I thought the trailers always looked quite good. I just mm-hmm. never, yeah, never got around to it. Yeah. What are the other ones? Um, so the other ones are. So it starts with Tower of Terror in nineteen ninety seven. Is that the one you knew, Emma? That is the one I mm-hmm. knew, yeah. And there was Mission to Mars in 2000. Was that based on Space Mountain or was that based on... I, is there I, a ride I, like I, Mission to Mars? I think I, there is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very yeah. ill after being on that ride. <laughs> <laughs> There's then The Country Bears in 2002. They Again. made a movie out of that. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. I then, never, I'm so glad I didn't say five. Yeah. Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean were the same year, 2003. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. Pirates spawned a franchise, as they call it. A series, as normal people say. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrowland, 2015. And Jungle Cruise, 2021. Um, Beautiful. I believe we're Last getting... Round. It's, it's a small world as a, <laughs> as a film. We are. That, so that was the one I, had, I knew it was in production. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Isn't Tower of Terror in production as well? I think there's a new one. Another one? They do like a. So. Uh, who knows? Can you call it a remake or would it just be a. It's another adaptation of a ride? Who knows? Yeah, um, I guess. Depends on the story. Mm-hmm. The first one's story. It was interesting. The film wasn't amazing, but the story was kind of cool. It sounds like it's from that era of like Disney live action that's a bit skew if. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, last, last one. Last round. Because oh. currently, I believe you're drawing an even, aren't you? Yes, it two, is two. two all. It's a comeback. Okay. It's a comeback. Cadbury make a sort of chocolate called Dairy Milk. Fuck me. There are, <laughs> according to the Cadbury website, 18 variations of Dairy Milk Jesus. that one can buy. However, as the chocolate connoisseur that I am... I also know there are six currently available in supermarkets that are not listed on the website. I was going to say, I just had one brand new one yesterday that, mm-hmm. oh my, did it. 
did it fit the bill for what I was so looking for? I am looking for as many of the Cadbury you can name, either from the 18 that are on the on the Cadbury website, and I will allow the other six that I know were in supermarkets. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah, you are Mr. Cadbury. You know these things. I will that point seems out, a lot, even. That seems a yeah, lot. I will point out up front that we will not be including dark milk on this because dark milk is, is its own chocolate bar. It is okay. not part of the dairy milk brand. Dairy milk. So just okay. so you don't get tripped up. <laughs> Thank you so much for that clarification. <laughs> um, let's go with a seven. A seven from Ooh. Mr. Simon Cardi. Yeah, I'm just kind of in my mind, like mentally, sort of like browsing the off-license shelf. <laughs> like, what can I see? Emma, maybe I could do eight. Eight from Emma. Nine. Nine. Oh, confident that was quick. Nine. Wow. But, <laughs> I haven't um, thought of them yet, but I will. <laughs> they'll come to you. Yeah. Um, did you say there's eighteen? But then there's actually more than eighteen. So there's another six on top that I know yeah. of. And I'm guessing because we all say this anyway, are we counting just dairy milk as one? Dairy that milk can be one. considered. Okay. So that can yeah, be one. There's a free one, Emma, there mm-hmm. for you if you didn't wow. have that one. Maybe I could do ten. Ooh, ten. Oh. Can I do ten? Oh. Matt's so excited about it. Is it a bluff? <laughs> is it a bluff from me, though? Or is it? I don't know. <clears throat> oh. Who's bidding? You go, are you go in ten? Yeah. 11 say 12 <laughs> I don't know if I can do 12 I don't know if I've had I don't think 12 you could do 10 to be honest dairy milk. I, I, I doubt you could do 10 it was a shaky so 10 wasn't it yeah but you could probably do 12 if you really tried probably 14 oh maybe a all just say a all I don't think I can do it I'm gonna I'm what gonna call you what did I say? 12? I think you said... Did I say 12? 13? I'm not... What did I say? 12. No, I said 11. Sorry, I said 11. You were going to bid 12. That's right. You're 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go on. Do 11. Oh. Okay, then, Cardi. <laughs> I that um, I, I think I can do this. Okay. Dairy milk. Mm-hmm. Fruit and nut. Yep. Whole nut. Yep. Caramel. Yep. The new king on the block, the caramilk that I tried. Are we counting that? As- yeah, caramilk. So I've got a bar of this. I've not eaten it yet. Oh, it's. Do you like caramac? I do like caramac. It's I assumed caramac. It- yeah, it's I thought that might be caramac. Um, okay, that's five. Cream egg. What? They, they do the big bars. The In dairy the bar. milk cream egg. Yeah. Is that a dairy milk though? Because the cream egg, the chocolate that's in a cream egg, I'm is not sure. dairy milk anymore. I'm a hundred percent sure. Cadbury cream egg bar. Yeah, dairy milk cream bar egg. Well, I've got a picture of it. Maybe it's not currently available. Maybe it's an Easter only thing. Let me. I'm just going to have to go to Cadbury's website and uh, variety have of I supermarkets. Been... Have I been done in by seasonal bars? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's a cream egg, the, the dairy milk cream egg bar. I've got a Shutterstock image of it. I think I've had it actually. Are they current though? That's the thing. Oh, I thought, I'm sure I've seen them in shots, but you never know when newsagents are selling out of date chocolate, do you? So. It's uh, it's not that's, on the that's... website. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you if I can get it at. Well, how Tesco. about if I? How about if I've still got others? How about that's like a half? It doesn't count as one, but it's not a fail. I mean, that, that's it... that's this is how it works, isn't it? If you fuck it. Oh. I had dime. Can I have dime bar? Because they have the big bars with the dime pieces, Look, in, and that's beautiful. I am looking through Tesco, and it's it's not there. Do I need to walk down to my news agent and buy a dairy milk or cream egg? Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's oh. it's not on Tesco. People are gonna you know, people are gonna rise up, mate. You're gonna get so many tweets of people saying this is disgusting. I, uh, I don't use like... Twitter anymore, so it's absolutely fine. <laughs> I can't get to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can shout I'll... at that account, but nobody's looking. I'll find out where you live. Um, uh, I cannot find it for purchase. I am not going to. Twenty nine. Oh, to be fair, I've got an advert for it for from twenty nineteen. So that was a little while ago. To be fair, that was the last time I was probably out buying chocolate. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh, I'm if so you, heartbroken. That's by really that. sad, actually. If you can uh, do twelve, I'll give it you. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So we were at uh, five, so, weren't we? Yes, we were yeah. without that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then so dime. Yes, dime. Oreo, Oreo, Dev- yes. Um, <laughs> oh god, now we're struggling, aren't we? Um, uh, I shouldn't have said I can do that many. <laughs> um, do they? Oh, I'm, I'm. This is definitely where I'm going to be thinking of ones that don't exist anymore. Do they still do the Turkish delight one? Not no. certainly not on my research God. today. What's that anyway. in the bar? Because that's its yeah, own they, thing as well. Isn't they went it? through a phase, yeah, of doing like putting everything in the big bars. So right. if that's not, it's I've, I've failed. It's fine. It's fine. Right. Well, mint like a mint mint one. They did do like Oreo mint, mint is the, yeah. the mint one. Yeah. So you, the ones you've missed out, you could have had crunchy bits. The one with crunchy yes, bits. Yes, crunchy bits. Yeah. Uh, you fucked it. Milk one as well, anyway. right? Was Pardon? it milk? Milk. Yeah, Milka do a dime yeah. one as well. Well, mm-hmm. they used to do a dime one as well. Yeah. Um, Your ones you could have had. Up now be on there. You could have had 30% less sugar. That's a wow. current one. <laughs> I'm not getting. Who wants that? Uh, choco latte. Uh, chopped hazelnut. Um, medley biscuit and fudge. Tiffin. The Marvelous Creations jelly popping candy. Then there are one, two. Are you sure three. they don't do the Turkish delight one still? Not that, not that on the website. This is what's going on. Then in the big taste section of, of the dairy milk aisle is the Oreo Crunch, the peanut caramel crisp, the toffee whole nut, and the triple choc. Then I also know there is currently on sale the orange, the honeycomb and nuts, whole nut, banoffee nut crumble, <laughs> no frowny what? brownie, and fizzing cherry. Jesus Christ. You can buy the Turkish one on Amazon. Maybe it's not in shops. I don't know. I don't like Turkish light. I think it's... Not nice. It's not very tasty. Still, that was no, a good garbage. game. It was a good uh, game. Can't get well, it at Tesco. Well done, so I got I got tripped up by the cream egg. It's a hollow story victory, in my life. to be honest. When the uh, cream eggs aren't in Cadbury's exactly. Anymore. Unlike a cream egg, which is definitely not hollow. Um, should we answer some feedback? Why don't we do that? Because we're time really. Always, we do run long these days, don't we? Uh, mm-hmm. I hope people don't get annoyed. Um, more, more more is better that's a phrase isn't it more is better um 
depends on what I've it's got... more of. If it's more of you, exactly. Not necessarily. Careful, oh. you'd be nothing without me. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> you wouldn't play the ascent. I know that much. I feel uh, like I'm in the middle right. or something here. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get this over. Look, I'll buy you some chocolate one day, Matt. Okay, we'll get over this. Um, any variety you want. I've got an email here from Daniel Bradford who uh, relates to you, Emma, here in quite a strong way, I think. He said, whilst listening to Emma on the podcast, I couldn't help but relate to her deep fear of whales in the deep blue sea. Sadly, I, however, did not realise my fear of the huge blue sea mammoths until I was 12 years of age and in very unfavourable circumstances. Daniel, I'm letting you know now, this was a very long email, and I do like the way you've told this story, but I have cut chunks out because, frankly, it was very long. Um, but I'm, I'm, I still enjoyed it. I still kept the core of the story. I've done a little edit job on it, but I hope you will all enjoy it. The year was 2001. A younger me was invited on a holiday with my nana Pat and granddad John to visit Kenya. That sounds a treat. Imagine going to Kenya when you were 12. Uh, I spent the first week... First, sorry, the first half of the week enjoying myself and met an Irish lad of a similar age named Dean. We took part in the typical resort activities, ping pong, aqua gym. Is that a typical, is that a typical resort activity for a 12-year-old, the aqua gym? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, water polo and the like. Then Grandad John asked me the fated question, do you both fancy some scuba diving? I looked at Dean and we both knew it was time to venture to the deep blue sea. It's getting scary now. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to leave the room, Emma, we'll all understand. Um, What followed was an afternoon spent poolside learning from the resort instructor, Ferusi, about how to scuba. We tried out the scuba kit and were shown the staples of scuba diving techniques, such as how to check your air supply, how to sign various important phrases whilst underwater, and how to clean your goggles. Myself and Dean were then ready to take on the Indian Ocean. The following day, we boarded a small boat and set out with Ferruzzi, our instructor. Myself and Dean prepared our scuba kit and then took our seats on the side of the boat, ready to fall backwards just like I'd seen the pros on TV. (laughs) Go, shouted Ferruzzi, and me and Dean dived backwards into her blue, watery embrace. Wasn't that that a lovely image conjured up? Um, Myself and Dean were then led downwards by our accompanying instructor. It was at this point when I looked around at the sheer blue expanse of nothingness, I realised diving may not have been for me. That is something you maybe should have thought about, uh, Daniel, you should really should have thought about that. But you were 12. Uh, not to appear like a chicken, I followed Dean and Ferruzzi as we delved deep. After what seemed like an eternity, we reached the seabed. I attempted to maintain a level of calmness, of calmness even, until... Whilst floating away, I heard the longest, deepest moaning sound coming from in front of me. Just just for a second, <laughs> did you cut out a section where he's like, got lost and he's now floating away? There was a bit where there was a, a sea creature that he met that had teeth or something. I don't think it was oh, core to the true oh, story. No. I don't um, like fish with teeth. It's... yeah. I think it was an eel, maybe an eel with teeth. Um, But I've cut that out for for the sake of brevity. Um, (laughs) Where were we? Oh, we heard a long, deep moaning sound coming from in front of him. I'd watched Attenborough and I knew the sound of a whale when I heard one. I looked around, but visibility was hampered to what I would guess was about 12 feet, with nothing but the seabed and blue. 
that must be quite scary, Emma. Imagine that you can only you can hear a well, but only see twelve feet in front of you. Oh, Imagine my gosh. that. No, I don't want to have to imagine that. It feels so bad for Daniel. <laughs> I looked to Dean and Ferruzzi, who hadn't seemed to have noticed the moan. They had been enjoying some passing colourful fish. Mm-hmm. What a lovely time. Uh, then what happened was what I can only describe as a panic attack. I started to quiver as the moaning continued. This sounds like a different story now. <laughs> um, yeah, um, don't know, don't know where this is going. Uh, so I started to quiver as the moaning continued. Just let that sink in. Starting to appear visibly distressed, my instructor had noticed my erratic underwater demeanour. He attempted to communicate with me using hand signs. All of the previous day's lessons drained from my mind. Whale, I tried to sign. Big fucking whale coming our way. How do you sign that? I don't know. (laughs) My instructor looked at me perplexed as I did my best at underwater charades. My panic attack continued and visions filled my head of being flattened on the sea highway by Moby Dick and his pals. I, like Emma, was paralysed by sheer fear at the thought of a gigantic whale approaching. In my frantic actions, I knocked my goggles upwards from my forehead, closed my eyes as tightly as I could, expecting the salty sea sting you're used to from British seawater. I do not know what happened next. <laughs> All I remember was being pulled slowly upwards to the surface by Dean and Ferruzzi. When I reached the surface, I saw our tour boat approaching. The deep moaning was strangely louder now and more clear. <laughs> What's going on on the boat? (laughs) Um, As the boat approached, I realised the sound was the boat's motor and propeller moving around above us as we had been scuba diving. Unbelievable, Daniel. That's unbelievable. Grandad John laughed at me when Fruitsy explained what had happened. Want to go back in, he asked. I looked to the sea. We now had an understanding. No, I replied. There'd been no whale. I never want to meet a whale. I hate that room in the Natural History Museum in London with that huge whale. <laughs> I don't enjoy any underwater element to a game. Subnautica VR is my kind of hell. Respect the goddamn sea and its beautiful creatures. And that's from Daniel. It's a good lesson for us all. Don't mistake moaning for a blue whale. That was that a haunting story, though. You do actually look quite drained, Emma. Are you okay? Yeah. I do look a bit pale, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit, like, okay. clammy <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> no, whales, not clams. There's no clams uh, in this. Uh, that's <laughs> good. good joke, that. Uh, Matt, that was a good you, story. It was a good story because everyone in the end was safe. And it was only about a 12-year-old having a panic attack in the ocean. So everyone was fine. <laughs> Still horrible, uh, but yeah, a good very, ending. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Uh, yeah. Matt, have you got a story for us? There, there is. I didn't realise you'd given me a almost. As well, long I think story. last week we, me, you, and Matt, uh, me, you, and Joe, even asked people for uh, possession stories. Oh, we I did. don't think we've got. I don't think we've quite got one of those, though. Fortunately, unfortunately. Okay. So this is from Ricky McNamara. I have a feeling like I've read Ricky's stuff out before, like the McNamara stuff. Because he just reminds me of the guy that made um, L.A. Noir. His his last name was McNamara, wasn't it? Anyway. Long-time listener, second-time writer. Didn't see that one coming, did you? I've got a sort of scary story to tell. It's not possession-based, which is what you asked for, so I do apologise for that. However, I find it funny because it scared the absolute shite out of my dad. My dad is a man who has a tough shell, but Christ does he hate horror movies, games, TV shows, you name it. If it's somewhat spooky, he doesn't want to know. 
When I was younger, about 10 I think, me and my brothers had just been put to bed and my mum went out with her friends for the evening and it was just my dad at home with us. I didn't know this until the next day as I was asleep, but at this point, I didn't know because I was asleep at this point, but what I heard him telling my mum the next day was both quite spooky and hilarious. Shortly after my mum left the house, my dad heard running from one bedroom to another across the landing upstairs, back and forward. He assumed it was me and my brother pissing around like the little shits we were. He shouted up a few times to tell us to get to bed. He said the running would stop about 10 minutes and then start again. Me, the oldest, and my middle brother shared a room whilst my youngest had his own. Not sure why it was that way round. Pissed me off a bit, (laughs) if I'm honest. That would piss me off, actually. Mm. Anyways, he eventually had enough. He'd eventually had enough and came upstairs to give us a telling off. When he got upstairs, he looked in my youngest brother's room and saw he was fast asleep. He then proceeded to my room and we were also fast asleep. We're very heavy sleepers, so he even shook us about a bit to make sure he was asleep. He was confused as he had heard the running only five minutes beforehand. He then went downstairs and carried on watching EastEnders or some shit on telly. He then heard the running again, followed by a hefty bang. At this point, he told my mum he was absolutely terrified and debated fucking off and leaving us in the house. But no, wow. like the tough nut he like the tough nut he is, he checked upstairs and yet we were both still fast asleep. He walked onto the landing and felt a cold breeze. He looked up and saw that the loft hatch was ever so slightly open. At this point, he absolutely shit himself. (laughs) Tapped the hatch to close it and went downstairs and heard nothing after. Apparently, he didn't sleep for a week and nothing like that ever happened again. Funny, terrifying, (laughs) I think both, but that's my dad's running with the kids from the grudge as he described it. As for car campaigns... (laughs) Change of pace. (laughs) Complete change of pace. We also asked if anyone anyone can tell us a car game of a good story Mm -hmm. as for car campaigns f1 2021 just released and they've added a story mode which i've got to say is quite good and slightly pulls on the heartstrings that's all keep up the good work love the podcast love to you all as joe would say fuck the sky and respect the goddamn sea i think joe would say that if he was with us today yeah he's not god i mean he will be back yeah he will be yeah um i i mean i can't comment on f1 2021 i haven't played it I'm not interested in F1 at all. May have a good story. I struggle to believe it pulls on the heartstrings, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe F1's wrong. got like, like the yeah. epic highs and lows of Formula One. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the film Senna, that will pull on the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe. I don't want to play the game of Senna. Maybe um, Codemasters have got it good. Yeah, I think there was some confusion here. I do think there are some good single-player driving games with good campaigns, like the original Need for Speed Most Wanted. I absolutely love. But I wouldn't say it's a good story. You know, it's an enjoyable campaign. The and story itself. It. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we've got another another email here about that, Emma. We do. Daniel Meach says, just heard the latest episode where you claim there's never been a car game with a good story. I'm <laughs> shocked and disgusted. And my day has been ruined. I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry Daniel. sorry about that. <laughs> Look what you've done. (laughs) Uh, Clearly, uh, you've forgotten about the greatest car game of all time. And he's not joking. Burnout Revenge? Driver San Francisco. (laughs) To be fair, Driver San Francisco is an absolute fucking banger. (laughs) He is right. I forgot about it, but it's genuinely very good. I always liked the concept of it. I wasn't totally convinced of how it actually turned out. I think it's a cracker. There you go. You're allowed that. 
What else does Daniel... Is that that all Daniel had to say? There's a little bit more. Um, Oh, let's go. (laughs) It was a driving game with an awesome single-player campaign. The premise were that you were a cop that somehow had the power to take over random drivers on the speedway, use this power to solve crimes and infiltrate the city's largest gang. It sounds Mm -hmm. dumb typing it out now, but it was genuinely a really well-written and compelling story. Daniel says, honestly, I would put that campaign up there with Spec Ops The Line and Titanfall 2. Okay, we're going a bit too far now. (laughs) Titanfall 2! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as one of the most unexpectedly, eh, unexpectedly good campaigns. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say. Always remember to respect the sea. Thank you, Daniel. Um, In regards to the somehow powers, yeah, as they point out, the reason why Tanner can go and take over random drivers is because he's in a coma and it gives him the special powers. You know, it makes sense. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not against Driver San Francisco as, as a nomination. I think I will say that's the closest we've got to a good answer to my question. I will say currently Driver San Francisco is r- is running, running, is winning the race for best single player story in a driving game. Is if you do you not like the story because you think it's just nonsense? Mainly, I can't remember it too well. Yeah, it's... do you, how about yeah. one of the other driver games then, like Parallel Lines, a nineteen seventies cop thriller? I, I never played Parallel Lines. I played Driver One. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, also tried playing Driver One in the last fifteen years. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not my, easy to do. My friend has played a lot. So Jeremy Peel, friend of mine, mm-hmm. a big big tame journalist has been writing a lot about a driver recently. He's doing some DNA kind of examinations for PC Gamer, I believe. Um, but yeah, he um, says that Driver 1 is very difficult at this point, as is apparently yeah. Driver 3. But um, Parallel Lines apparently stands up fairly well. well. Maybe I need to revisit Driver San Francisco. Maybe. This does bring up a question, though, Cardi. Yeah. Because the Driver games aren't racing games. They are games yeah, that I know use cars as... They're obviously the precursors to the driving missions in things like GTA and and, and And obviously Watch Dogs because Driver literally became Watch Dogs. Yeah, because you had things like the Getaway, which is a drive, like essentially kind of a driving. No, the Getaway, the Getaway hat. It was a GTA knockoff, wasn't it? It was like you get out and you shoot. But But the driving games, driving, yeah. The there was obviously Driver Two and Driver Three where you could get out the car and they tried to be a bit more GTA. But the other games are much more about using the car as you are the car effectively yeah i think last week i was a bit stricter about it a racing game mm-hmm. but gonna open it up. maybe i need to broaden it out to car games because then we can accept things like this and maybe i don't know i just had one in mind that would be a good shout for it and it's completely gone out of my head which is annoying um but yeah do you know what <laughs> i have a real soft spot for the ps1 and pc game of the Italian job. I knew you could the... say that. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason that's a good story is because I really like the original like sixties Italian job film, mm-hmm. and it is just that. And you've got such great missions as Big William's Ride, which <laughs> is, is a fantastic the... mission. Is that the one with the bus? Yeah, yeah. and you can't. It will blow up if you hit too many things. It's kind of like speed, basically, <laughs> is what they did. Um, yeah, oh, and you the Turin to... mission is so difficult in that and game. You have, like, yeah, you have the bad like Michael Caine impersonation, uh, like the weir when you get to Turin. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I'd play that. Maybe that's my my do, my to do list for the weekend: the Italian job game and Driver San Francisco. That is my weekend. Sounds anyway, like a good yeah. weekend. 
keep those exactly keep those suggestions coming in to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com once again this has been a pleasure hasn't it just been a pleasure what haven't we talked about this week that's the question um, we do need some music what should we have uh, I mean we didn't mention the Ascent does have some absolutely banging music that's one of the best things about that game uh, I don't know some of that in chuck some of that in if not oh, oh the music from the Artful Escape but the trailer it's all a bit muddied so I don't know let's go with something from The Ascent let's do that okay uh, thank you everyone see you again see ya bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.